RadioInfluence.com. everybody. Welcome to the Forking Around Town podcast. This is your host, Tracy. And today I have a guest who I am so excited. We've been talking about doing this for probably a year now. A year. A year. A year like probably more than that. Um, Milani Rivera of Aloha Milani. How are you? I'm doing good today. How are you, Tracy? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to finally have you on. I know we have talked about it and we see each other at events and right. Finally, we're making it happen. Yes. So a year ago, when you asked me if I would come on, I was I was going to I was like, wait a minute, what am I going to talk about? Like, I just started this whole influencer thing. So I was like, I, I can't go on a podcast. What are you talking about? So here I am, very first podcast. So bear with me, everyone. Oh, you're doing great, and it's really been a pleasure to watch how you've grown over the last year. You're doing fantastic on Instagram. Thank fantastic. You. So you guys definitely give her a follow. She's at Aloha Milani. So it's A-L-O-H-A-M-E-L-A-N-I. Definitely give her a follow. So I wanted to just kind of start with your background, like where you were born, kind of how you wound up in Tampa, because we all have we all have that story. (laughs) Do you really have time for this, Tracy? Because I I do have a really long background. No, I'm kidding. Um, So (laughs) I am half black and half Filipino. And I was born in the Philippines. Okay. But I grew up in Hawaii. So that's where Aloha Milani comes from. I like it. Yep. So, um, and then we were just discussing this, but Milani is actually, my name is actually spelled differently because my dad's name and my mom's name was smushed together to make my name. Mm -hmm. But Aloha Milani, I actually spell Milani the way it should be spelled. So that way people will call me the right name. And they won't mess it up. (laughs) Exactly. So they won't mess it up. Well, I love how you added the Aloha into your handle, being that you lived in Hawaii. And, you know, Hawaii has always been on my bucket list. I've never been there. You've never been. Mm -mm. So so I'm a lifestyle influencer and blogger. Mm -hmm. And I but I always say I'm I'm an Aloha lifestyle uh, blogger And the way. um, Basically, I live my life by the spirit of Aloha. So if you ever go to Hawaii, I think you'll feel everything that I'm trying to emote like Mm -hmm. out into the world. Whenever I do a post or a blog post, it's like I just want everyone to live with that spirit. And it's really being empathetic to others and just, you know, making people feel welcome whenever you Mm -hmm. meet them. So when people meet me, they're like, man, I kind of feel like I've known her for a while. And it's that's kind of what I want people to feel when they meet me. And that's one of the things I noticed about you when I first met you is that you are so approachable. And, you know, there are influencers that you you follow them, you watch them. But when you meet them in person, you don't always feel comfortable going up and talking to them because they don't give you that vibe. But you definitely have that vibe. That was the first thing I noticed. Of, I still remember when I met you well over a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and you met me, I think. Yeah, I was introduced to you uh, by Kiva, mm-hmm. the fun foodie mama. That was actually my very first influencer event because she plus one me to that event. And so, yeah. And then when she told me you were a podcaster, I was like, let me look this. Let me look it up. Let me see what's going on. And I started listening. So the next time I saw you, I was like, oh, my gosh, I I fan out all the time with like bloggers, uh, people on Yelp. Like, I'm just I fan out on people. So I know you were looking at me like you really listen to my I'm like, I really listen to your (laughs) podcast. I really did. It's so good. You do, because you remembered specific things I talked about. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. And um, Kiva actually has been on my podcast. We had a good time. That was about a year and a half ago that she came on. So it's time for her to come on again. Wow. Okay. 
So yeah. does that mean I'll have to come on again? Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's doing some great things. I love that she she's is. so family oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's easy that I mean, her kids are young. My kids don't want to be on camera. Whenever we go anywhere, my son will not let me take his picture. And that makes it hard sometimes. Yeah. Well, my son has his own. He has his own blog and he has his own YouTube and he, you know, he wants to be a chef. So he wants to be on camera, but I don't think he's ready for it all mm-hmm. the time. So he's just like, yeah, let's do this. And then as soon as we start, he's like, okay, mommy, what do I do? And I'm like, wait a minute. This is your thing. Not mine. It's yours. But yeah. How old so is he? He's 15. I'm like, nice. I had to think like, well, how old are my kids? My son's 15. And then I have a 17 year old daughter. Oh, wow. And so he's a freshman. And he just got his braces off today, so he's very excited about that. And uh, as soon as I leave here, I'm going to take him to get his retainer. So, oh, I remember yeah. those days getting braces off. I was so excited. Yeah. I had to wear mine for like four years. What, your retainer or your braces? My braces, yeah. I wore mine for a long time, too, because I moved so much. Mm-hmm. And so I think I had three different orthodontists. And so three different methodologies on how my teeth were going to come out and yeah, they're all uh, different. And then, <laughs> and then as soon as I got my retainer, I think I lost it like a month later. And I mean, they stayed straight all these years, yeah. and I'm I'm pretty old. So oh, <laughs> you're not. I'm older than you. Come on. <laughs> no, we're the same age. So <laughs> well, that's good to know. Yeah, we're just. <laughs> well, when when did you come to Tampa? I actually moved to Tampa in 2004, and it was I was actually going through a divorce. Um, my da- my daughter was only seven months old at the time. My ex-husband was military. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of moved here. I thought I was going to move to Camp- Tampa when I was in college uh, because I went to school for business. And um, I wanted to work for um, business, but my emphasis was MIS. So mm-hmm. I wanted to work for PricewaterhouseCooper. But mm-hmm. I met my ex-husband last year's school. And then even though I said I'd never marry anyone in the military because I grew up military, um, married him. We moved around and, and then I decided to leave him when my daughter was seven months old. And I came here because I was like, well, this is where I was going to go before I decided to get married. So, yeah. But, um, so 2004, I moved here and then I've been here ever since. And I just, if it weren't for me meeting my current husband, I probably wouldn't be here because I move around a lot. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that's where the travel bug kind of comes in. Yeah. So my lifestyle brand is travel and food. And so um, the way I keep myself grounded is by traveling. Like, cause I just, if not, I will, I just go crazy. Mm-hmm. And in a way right now I'm kind of going crazy because I haven't traveled since March. I was so, going to say, yeah, that's yep. definitely put kind of a damper on things. Yep. I got back yeah. from Costa Rica March 1st and yeah, it's been crazy ever since. Yeah. It's like, Gosh, I know right now. I had some travel plans. I needed to go, you know, to Washington state and I had to cancel that just because of everything. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to wait until the new year. Okay. Kind of wait yeah. till things calm down a little bit. Hopefully they'll get better. I have a lot of travel friends and people are traveling already, but I, I'm a germaphobe. And so yeah. I get on a plane, I'm going to have a full hazmat suit on if, if I do. <laughs> and so it's, it's just going to be a big ordeal. So I was like, I, I'll just wait. And not only that, I, I want to visit my parents a lot. So mm-hmm. I try to stay, you know, I try not to expose myself too much right now. So that way I can still visit them. Mm-hmm. And they're all the way up in Pensacola. So I get tested and I go visit go them. It's just, yeah, it's just easier to just not yeah. travel. You know, so. you know, what's funny is that you and I have been in Tampa almost the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. I moved here in the spring of 2003. Really? I did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. From California. So I was just thinking, when I first moved here, I lived in Carrollwood 
And mm-hmm. then I moved over. It was Tampa, but it was technically on the border of Brandon. Okay. But I've loved watching how things have changed so much. I remember like Hooters to me was a big deal because we didn't have it in California, at right. least where I lived. And I was, I and this to, is the home of Hooters. So <laughs> clear water. <laughs> it's just funny. I used to go there when I was pregnant with my son. Mm-hmm. I must've gone to Hooters three times a week. I was hooked on their Buffalo shrimp and Caesar salad. And that's all I ever ate for the entire nine months I was pregnant with him. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, the Buffalo chicken and Buffalo shrimp, a lot of guys when I, in that back then, remember people used to say, I don't go to Hooters or, oh, I only go for the wings. It's, it's like, <laughs> but now it's like just a thing. But back then it's like, oh, I only go for the wings, but the wings are good. They're they are. Good. They are. They're not bad. Yeah. It's funny though. Like I just remember I was so impressed by Hooters and now it's one of those places I'll go to once in a while. There's too many exciting places. To even yeah. Tampa. I haven't been to Hooters in since probably 2005 now. Oh, we should go yeah, just for fun. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's like, dude, when, what? No, I haven't been. And it's, it, and, that's, and the only reason why I went is because this was the home of Hooters. So I was like, I got to go. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I also remember, like, to me, Outback. You know, we did have Outback in California, but, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't have Carabas or Bonefish. That's true. Yeah. And those were two places at the time that I just went to you frequently. Just to have. Yeah. But no, it's so one of the changes that, and I'm, I'm, people are probably going to chastise me for this, but and I've only been once. But on my birthday, we went to the pier in St. Pete. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what the pier was like before they tore it down? I don't know if you remember. I do slightly, but I never went to you it. didn't go. No, I did not. So the new pier, I think, is beautiful. It's architecturally, it's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful, it's great, but I almost feel like it lost its soul. And so I'll probably get in trouble for saying that just because everyone loves the pier right now. But if you remember what it was before and and even Baywalk, like Mm -hmm. now they have what's it called now? The not the lens because they were going to call it the lens at one point. But um, oh, and St. Pete. Yeah, I know. Um, I can't remember the name. myself. Yeah. Like it's businesses are coming out of there and everything. But Baywalk used to be a place like first Friday. We used to have a ball in, at Baywalk and then the pier, too. So they had salsa dancing out there. I don't know if they do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But the Columbia restaurant at the pier was my favorite Columbia. So yeah. it, it rotated. And so you could sit anywhere in the Columbia and you could see all of the bay. And it was just it was. And, and then all of St. Pete. It was gorgeous. And so we went mm-hmm. to for my birthday. We went to the um, the restaurant that's up there now and. Like we sat and then I was like, um, can we change seats? Cause I can't really see the water. It's my birthday. <laughs> so right. yeah, it great experience is beautiful. It's just for me, it's probably not as fun as it used to be, but St. Pete as a whole is just so different than what it was before. And that's where I lived when I first moved here, yeah. St. Pete. And then we moved from, you know, we moved all around Pinellas and then finally we were like, okay, Pinellas isn't for us because everyone here is like kind of old. So let's move to Tampa where everyone's younger. We have young kids. And then as soon as we moved, we moved to West Chase and we've been in West Chase ever since. And that was in uh, 2011. Okay. So everything here and, and or everything in Pinellas started changing and getting better. And, and St. Pete is like the thing. So, yeah, we're like, every I time love, we move yeah. away, that's when everything, you know, starts happening. It all so, changes. Yeah. I think West Chase is a great place to live. And I've noticed, too, they've had a lot of growth, especially with restaurants and local spots. There's so many places I want to visit over in that area. Yeah, they're trying. They're trying. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a food desert over there still. That's that's what we say. Yeah, so a food desert. Yeah, we 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 drive in for everything, like all the West Chase neighborhood people. We all know, you know, it's just it's a bunch of chains. Yeah. In West Chase. So 
And Catch-22 yeah. was a place I used to like to go to like 10 years ago. Yeah, I know that I've been to their brunch before, but that's about it. And I think I'm thinking of the right place. But yeah, over in West Park Village. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It's a good spot. Yeah. West Chase, it's, it's good for the kids. It's good for the kids. I think that if, um, if it were just me and my husband, we'd probably live in Seminole Heights or, you know, downtown or something like that, just yeah. because we'd rather walk to stuff and, you know, have a good time. But for the kids, you know, A schools and everything, we, we live in West Chase. Yeah. So. Oh, it's beautiful over there. Yeah. The houses are nice. It's nice. And you probably don't have as much traffic as we do over here. No, there's no, I mean, line ball gets bad in the morning because everyone's going to school, you know, mm-hmm. but um, other than that, it's, it's not too bad during off school hours. So yeah, you know. I hear you. yeah. Traffic in Tampa is always a nightmare, but it's going to get better, especially with the Super Bowl coming. If it still does, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Are we really going to do that? This, I mean, I know there's a, there's a new page for it and everything on Instagram, but I was like, man, I, I mean, what are we going to do with the Super Bowl? Like, I, I mean, think time will tell. Yeah, a lot of games are being canceled now, too. And I know. it's just crazy. Life yeah. is crazy right now, Tracy. I don't know. It, it is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. But, you know, though, speaking of, you know, life being crazy, the one thing I have noticed is there are just I feel like things are starting to come back slowly. Events are starting to happen, you know, mm-hmm. not as quite, you know, not as often as before, but they're slowly coming back. Right. I'm getting excited for a little bit of normalcy. Yeah. So my last event was um, the Cuban Sandwich Festival in Orlando. Right. And we were supposed to, like, just weeks later have one in Tampa. So there's a competition with, like, this long Cuban sandwich that, you know, everyone makes together at the Mm -hmm. Cuban Sandwich Festival. And I was like, oh, when we go to when we go to Tampa in a couple of weeks, we're going to beat it. You know, Tampa's going to beat, you know, Orlando. We never had the Tampa one. And I think it's coming up. There's a Tampa one coming up now. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not yeah, sure, though. I, I saw on Facebook that, you know, they tagged me on something on Facebook and I thought it was coming up. And I'm like, are we really going to do this? I'm not I'm not sure. So yeah. I have to see. There was a pizza festival that was supposed to happen last October. OK. And they decided to postpone it because they were selling tickets that were exceeding the capacity of the place they were going to have it. So it's supposed to be coming back. Sometime in either November or December. Mm-hmm. So I'll keep you posted on that because that's definitely one I want to want to go to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anything pizza. So mm-hmm. this is a hard question because when people ask me, I never can answer. Oh. But what are some of your favorite places to go to? Now, it can be a combination of things. It could be just a location like Armature Works mm-hmm. or the pier, for example, or it could be a specific okay. restaurant that you like to go to. I mean, I have my favorite places and mm-hmm. armature works. I will have to say when I first started, when the first time I went there, I loved it, mm-hmm. but it was so crowded. And now I find myself there once a week and it's so relaxing. I take my computer, I sit there and I do work. And oh, you actually do work in armature works? I do. Wow. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So I think I had the same experience as you. So the first time I went to armature works, I loved it, except for it was so crowded and mm-hmm. I don't do lines. Like I have a hard time. Like if there's a line, I'm like, you know what? I'll just come back another day. I'll come back in an off time. Like I just can't deal with it. Um, but now it's it's so easy to just walk up to any place you want and just eat what you want. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's fine. Um, but I think in Armature Works right now, my favorite is Cuba Cucina. Mm-hmm. I so here's another thing that I could get chastised for, you know, because we're in Tampa Bay. Um I eat all types of Hispanic food. My, my husband's Dominican. We have like mm-hmm. a multicultural household. My husband's Dominican. So I've had all types of Hispanic food. You know, Nicaraguan, I love. 
oh my gosh, it's, it's, oh, we, we have one place here in Tampa now, but Cuban food, every time I've tried it here in Tampa, there's only been two places that really impressed me. There's a place in, um, Gulfport called uh, Habana Cafe. I don't know if I've heard of it, but I have not been there. Oh, so that was my first real Cuban food experience, I think, at a sit down restaurant. And it was amazing. Every time after that, I've, I'd have some Cuban food and I was like, this is kind of dry. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm big on flavor. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm big on marinated meats and everything else. And I'm like, why is the meat like just meat? And then they put some seasoning on top. Like it, it's just not the same. But Cuba they brought me back and I was like, OK, this is this mm-hmm. is good food. The the meat, you can actually taste the mojo down all the way through the meat. And it's just it's nice and juicy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's so good. It's it's addictive. So they good. marinate it for at least 24 hours. So when they there put it know. on the Cuban bread, all the juice is just kind of soak into the bread. And that's I think I know yeah. what you're talking about dryness of a sandwich. Because yeah. Yeah. I struggled with Cuban sandwiches when I moved to Tampa. Did you? Really? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like bread with meat and cheese on it? Right. But at the same time, it wasn't something I could get super excited about. And mm-hmm. all these places that ah, we have the best, we have the best. And I never really found one that I wanted to go back for. Right. And so I'm not a real Cuban sandwich eater either, even though I was at the Cuban sandwich festival, mm-hmm. you know, but because I don't eat pork anymore. I grew up in Hawaii and every every time I tell people that I don't eat pork, they're like, how do you not eat pork? I'm like, well, I mean, growing up, I think I had pork chops once a week. And, you know, of course, I ate Kahlua pig and everything else that you do. Right. Yes. You know, I spam. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I stopped eating pork when I was 15. And that's right before or at, right after I left Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's been a long time. So whenever I get a Cuban sandwich, I'm asking for, you know, turkey or something instead or um, the El Ultimo and the is, steak is that, sandwich. That oh my fantastic. God. Oh, it's so good. But I get a medio noche bread because I like the sweet and mm-hmm. salty. So yeah, but it's, it's so good. So that, that's a place that I love Cuba Cocina. Well, and then have you been to the West Tampa sandwich shop? I haven't. You need and, to go there. Okay. So I'll, I'll try it. Every time someone says to go there, I'm like, well, yeah, but that's because you like Cubans in my mind. It's because you like Cuban sandwiches and I don't eat pork. So it's like, uh, what's the point? Yeah. You know, but yeah, I, I've, I've heard that in a lot of other places that I should try. That one yeah. I like. It's, it's very old school. I, I used mm-hmm. to work at a CPA farm when I first moved here. And okay. one of the partners, every day we would go out to lunch during tax season. And he loved to take me to all these places that were kind of, you know, off the beaten path. And mm-hmm. he really introduced me to a lot of spots in that place. I'll never forget. That was actually the first Cuban sandwich I really liked. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'll have to give it a try. Yes, definitely. Everyone there, I mean, you know, English is their second language. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. Okay. They're very friendly. and. Do you speak Spanish, Tracy? I do. You do? I do. Yeah, I'm, it's sad. I've been with my husband now for, what, seven, almost 17 years. And um, my kids speak more Spanish than I do. So mm-hmm. I can understand a little bit. But I, I, for the life of me, I'm just always so busy. And I'm, I, I've just never learned. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, languages are, are one of those things, but yeah. it's so, helped me. <laughs> another um, favorite place, and I'll have to say because I'm a coffee drinker, a big time coffee drinker. So I like a lot of coffee shops here, mm-hmm. a lot of local shops. But my favorite now um, is 22nd Street Coffee. Have you I, heard? you know what? I haven't. Oh, but I've heard a lot about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, Brisk, the yes. coffee company, it's owned by them. They, yes, Denise. So, so. So she kind of made the experience for me. So the first time I went, she was actually there. It was on a weekend. And she gave me like this historic coffee tour mm-hmm. about 
Ybor City about the, the cigar factories and about how their coffee, you know, was made and then about the Cuban migration, too. So it was number one. It was just a fantastic experience. But their coffee is so good. I mean, really good. OK, I'm going to so, go. You've convinced yeah, me. I go in and I buy two big you know, two big bags of their beans. And then one bag, I'll have them grind it because they'll grind it for you if you want mm-hmm. to. And they'll seal it back up for you. And then the other bag, I grind myself at home. But I'm, I just went, what, two weeks ago? And I'm already, I'm done with that first bag. I like, I feel like I have to go back in. It's, that coffee is delicious. And they have a, a coffee called Conyo. Mm-hmm. Conyo, that's <laughs> yeah. funny. It's, and I'm not, a, I'm not an iced coffee drinker, but it's an iced coffee, but it definitely, it's an eye opener. It's really good. Oh, well, I, I think they make the best coffee con leche in, in Tampa. Okay. Well, I'm going to yeah. take your word for it. Well, you'll have to join me. You'll have to go. I'll meet yeah. you there any, any time. Yes. Absolutely. Good. Yeah. We do have an abundance of coffee shops. And have you been to Ginger Beard in downtown Tampa? I haven't. You need to go there. Is it? it okay. Let me write that down. Ginger Beard. Yes. They're, they're I think fantastic. I already have them um, bookmarked though on Yelp. So. They're inside a place <laughs> called the Poor House. So they serve coffee in the morning and then... At noon, it changes over. You can still get coffee. They serve beer and okay. they have different things. Okay. But it's yeah. great. And if you like cold brew. I I don't. You don't? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like, I'm, I'm a hot coffee drinker. I mean, even in the summer, I don't care. I just want my coffee yeah. nice and hot. Yeah. I'm like that too, but they do have a flight that mm-hmm. I tried it. I was really impressed. Really, you know, every time I've had someone's cold coffee, I've liked it. I just don't, I just rather have hot coffee. I don't know. No, I, I know understand. My deal is. Yeah. I'm the same way. I like cold brew every now and then. And if it's something unique, I want to try it. Mm -hmm. What about chocolate pie? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So true story. A couple years ago um, for Valentine's Day, I was like, I want chocolate pie after wherever you take me to eat. And my husband's like, "Okay, we go to the old chocolate pie. It is closed. I had no idea it was closed. It was really sad when they closed. (laughs) It was and it was such a cute location, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I really I just sat out there and watched all the cars go in and out with a little cupcake and my, I would get a matcha, mm-hmm. you know, green tea there. It's oh so good. But yeah, I love chocolate pie. That's my favorite dessert spot, actually. It is. Yeah, it is. I haven't been to their new location, so oh, I need haven't. to. It's, it's nice. It's, it's really cute. It's bigger, bigger parking lot next door. So it's, it's not bad, but it's Seminole Heights. So. Well, I love Seminole yeah, Heights. Yeah, everything's in Seminole Heights. They have everything. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you know, I told you I'm doing this vegan challenge for the month of October. How is that going? It's going very well. Is it? Yes. Okay. I, I was nervous about it, but it's also given me the opportunity to discover so many places that I probably wouldn't be in a hurry to go check out okay. if I wasn't doing vegan. You know, so, I'm telling you, it's an eye opener. You're lucky that you're doing it now because we have so many good vegan places. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I wouldn't have known that had there not been a vegan festival in the beginning of the year, I think, or there yeah. was and I missed it. There was and it was so good. And so Dixie Dharma was there and a couple of other vegan chefs, but Dixie Dharma just stood out because their jackfruit. Have you had their mm-hmm. jackfruit barbecue? Oh, you don't miss the meat at you all. You don't at all. And then pharmacy. Yes. You had, yes. So what else what else have you discovered since you become vegan cuz I I love now I love vegan food and I'm starting to think that the vegan desserts actually taste better than regular desserts. Like every time I try a vegan cookie, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is better than a regular chocolate chip cookie. What's going on? So I, I, know. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just getting away from dairy or something in my foods, but vegan desserts are delicious. Well, know? I've only, it's been, it's been a week. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I started October 1st. So I'm just, 
kind of checking out different places. But when I go to Armature Works, of course, you know, Dixie Dharma's mm-hmm. there. Um, Ava, I had a vegan pizza. Oh, so what is it like? There. They use, um, they make like a cheese sauce out of cashews. See, cashew cheese I can, it's really good. I can get with, but the nutritional yeast, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still not, it, that doesn't call me, but the cashew cheese, mm-hmm. yum. I've had cashew ricotta, so. Yeah, yeah oh, that's, that's good, good too. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm also experimenting with different types of, you know, plant-based items. I had a wrap yesterday from pharmacy. I ordered it through Uber Eats. Okay. And it was an avocado BLT wrap. And mm-hmm. so obviously the, the bacon the was bacon. plant-based. You would never tell that it was vegan. So what is the plant-based? Like, did, did, they, did they tell you what it is? Is it like peas or is it soy or... It depends. If you're ordering takeout, you're not mm-hmm. going to have all that information. But if you go to Publix and buy some stuff, then it'll give you the breakdown. Right. So that's my, you know, my best friend just became vegan, I think a year and a half ago or maybe two years now. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, she's just eating bread all day. Like she's not, I'm sorry, this is <laughs> not, this is a, a carb diet, not a vegan diet. Right. Mm-hmm. But she actually started eating more like soy and everything else. And like all the, I guess, vegan meats that are out there, like Beyond Meat. Um, but for me, like I try to stay away from soy as much as possible. I do too. Yeah. Unless it's like from Asia or someplace where they don't have like the GMOs and things in it. I try to stay away from soy because I just think it wreaks havoc when, when it comes to women, like it does. our inside. So like every time I go to a vegan place, I'm like, well, are you soy based or are you like, are you using actual foods like jackfruit or something like that? Mm-hmm. But I'll do the pea based stuff. And um, in which I think Beyond Meat is right, mm-hmm. but Impossible, I think that's all soy. So I just kind of stay away from that, even though it tastes good. Like I tried, I did try the the what is it, the Burger King burger, the Impossible Whopper. It was pretty good, but then I felt funny afterwards. So I was like, I, maybe soy just doesn't really go well with me. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, I try, I did try that, <laughs> but that's not something I would order because if you really think about it, it's mm-hmm. got it's not really vegan because they're putting cheese on it. Yeah, you have to get it with yeah, any you know, of I mayo. Did get cheese on mine. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just yeah. doesn't make sense. But you have to doctor it up. And I feel like every fast food place is now having their mm-hmm. impossible versions of stuff. And right. that's not something I'm going to go after. Okay. I'm trying to stick to the local spots. And St. Pete, I actually need to go there this weekend. There's a place, the Cider Press Cafe. I'm that, anxious to go there. around a while. And it's really good. I've, mm-hmm. I've had juices there, but I've never actually eaten food there. You know, so yeah. There's but they're, so they're good. Stuff. I know. And it's um, and it's hard because, you know, right now I feel like I've gotten a couple invites. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't really go because I can't eat any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's OK. Yeah. Uh, three more weeks left. You know, when my best friend came in town, it just so happened to be the same time as that vegan festival. Mm-hmm. So thank God, because I had no idea where to take her. So we, we ended up going to pharmacy the next day when she was here. And then we went to the Hall on Franklin because I knew that bacon at the time, bacon babes was there mm-hmm. and they had the vegan cookies. But I thought that there was going to be a lot of other vegan options. And she had a hard time ordering. And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, this is like my favorite. So that was another place I was going to tell you. That's like another favorite mm-hmm. hangout spot is I, I like Armature Works just to go and eat. But as far as going and sitting down and just having a good time, I love the Hall on Franklin. It's just the vibe in there. It's just it's great. Yeah. And then shout out to DJ Mike Blenda. Like he's RH. So he plays like, <laughs> <R-H>. <laughs> yeah, he like plays like the best music. So he's playing stuff from today, but also stuff that I really like from my high school years and, and everything else. So, yeah. oh, that's so I great. love it there. Yeah. I haven't been to the Holland Franklin. And, you, and, no, I have. It's just oh, been a while. 
It's yeah. it's been a year, so I need I need to get back over there. Well, they've changed a lot of stuff, so now it's like the the baker, you know. Um, the, uh, yes, yes. So, yeah, like like what is their new name? Because they they owned Picant before, and now it's, and um, then coffee. Yeah coffee yeah and then they also have xylo and so now they have the new dessert place in there what is it the baker and the chef the chef and the baker the chef and the, the baker. chef and the baker right. yeah and then i had their vegan, vegan cookies very good okay i'll have to go oh try my them. gosh fantastic i yeah. actually i'm usually at armature works every thursday so i can actually right swing here. by i know Every time I go to Armature Works, I go to Holland Franklin. I, okay. I, I'm trying to think about it. I'm like, yeah, I, I usually end up going there afterward and having coffee or just sitting around and doing something Everything. else. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, one other thing I was just going to ask you, because like I said, I've really watched how when you first started and where you are now, and you've done a phenomenal job. Mm. So what tips would you have for any new influencers that are coming out and are just trying to set themselves apart from everybody else? I would probably say don't do what I do because, you know, so when I, the way I became an influencer was I really just wanted to start a travel blog in the beginning. Cause mm-hmm. I, I traveled to Europe last year and that just changed my life. And then I posted something on Instagram at the time I had maybe 200 followers, just friends and family. The only reason why I started an Instagram was to win contests on Yelp. I'm a big Yelper. Mm-hmm. So, so I met someone at a Yelp event Kiva, the mm-hmm. fun foodie mama. And, um, and when I was trapped, so that happened, there was a big Yelp event. It was a Yelper party. And I posted on Instagram from that Yelper party. I dressed up as Janet Jackson. And, um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is something I can put on Instagram. And I posted that again, only around 200 followers. Then I went and traveled to Europe with my mom. And when I, when I was in Europe, I decided to start posting some pictures. Cause I was like, this is beautiful. You know, I have something to post. So I posted those. And then somebody just like travelers just started following me. I'm like, who the hell are these people? And there's people from all over Europe, you know, and then India and everything else. I'm like, who are these people? And all of a sudden I just started getting all these followers just from stuff that I posted. And then someone like put me in some little group and was like, hey, we're a travel group. You know, if you want to, you know, tell us about your posts and this and then the other, you know, we let's just we just talk about travel here. So I was like, okay. so I get into that group. Everyone's talking about travel. We all start following each other. More people start following me. I'm like, what is this? So I come back. Kiva invites me to Armature Works, mm-hmm. um, you know, because we met at that Yelp event. And then she's like, hey, do you want to come? And it's there's food. It's almost like a Yelp event. I'm like, OK. I go with her and I'm standing there and I'm eating. And she's like, she comes up to me and, and I'm thinking this is her this event. This is when I met you. This is when I met yes, you. Yes, I remember that. So she comes to me and she's like, hey you know, you're usually a little more outgoing than this. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I mean, this is your event. She was like, girl, you better network. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I just thought about it right then. I'm like, you know what? I'm not just a traveler. I'm also a foodie. So I'm, so that same year, me and my husband won Yelp couple of the year. And then also um, I won the uh, Yelp time achievement award. So I was like, you know, I am a really big foodie. Like, why am I just trying to do travel? Because I decided to do a travel blog after all those travelers started following me. So that's kind of how the whole thing started. Um, And then from there, I just, what I did was I just, because of the travel thing, I just kept following a bunch of travelers and liking all their stuff. And then their friends would see that I liked all their stuff and they would follow me. So I don't know if you remember how Instagram was a little over a year ago where people could see all of your activity. Yes. That's how I got all of my followers in the beginning. So 
again, I started with around 200 followers and then um, I just kept following people and liking all their stuff. And then people would follow me back and more people would follow me because they saw my activity and they were like, well, she's going to like my stuff if I follow her. Right. And that's how it kind of grew. And then I said, okay, if I'm going to really do this and do my blog, I got to get serious and I have to have numbers. So I was like, I'm going to do a thousand followers a month. That's what I want. A thousand followers a month. So I get up every night. I mean, or every early, 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 early in the morning, like 4.30 or late at night before I went to sleep, I'd follow a bunch of people, like a bunch of stuff. And then I'd go to sleep, wake up in the morning and all those people would follow me back because they'd wake up and they'd see that I liked all their stuff. And that's how I did it. And it was easier in the beginning. So about a third, maybe even more of my followers came from that. Mm -hmm. Then the algorithm changed and then it became so hard. A thousand followers was so easy in the beginning now mm-hmm. it's super hard. It is. It and not really only that, is. I mean, I got blocked a couple of times because the whole liking, you can't like a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. really fast. So I had to learn all of that. And I learned the whole thing just by trial and error. Like mm-hmm. I didn't buy any programs or anything like right. that. I just did trial and error. So I, I wouldn't tell anyone to do it the way I did it, to be honest, um, because it's it was a lot of work and it's still a lot of work. Like I still have to keep up with the whole the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then I don't blog as much as I should, even though I wanted to start off as a blogger. I Instagram more than anything. I'm the same way. Yeah. I haven't written in a while, but got to get back into it. Yeah. It's hard. So it's a time thing because I still have my own, you know, work and business that I do. That's completely opposite to this, that of this, that I don't really talk about too much. And then this is, I'm trying to make this like my real life because in four years I plan on selling my house and traveling the world. That's it. And I just, I don't even want to, you know, I just want to work just blog and you know maybe do something overseas maybe teach english that's it that would be nice yeah that's that's my plan so and the reason why i'm doing it so fast and the reason why i wanted to get to ten thousand so fast is because of my age and because i have like a four-year plan so i'm like i need to hurry up and do this so all my little 20 year old friends that are like oh milani how do i get to ten thousand so fast i'm like do you really need to i mean why not just you know do your thing. You're young. You know, you're going to go through life and experience things and you'll have things to say based on your life. But for me, like I have so much stuff in my head because of my age and because of all the things I've done and all the places that I've been that every single time I write a post, like I just think of something that's either happened in my life or what I'm going through right now or, or whatever the case is in the news. And it's easy for me to write about something because of all my experiences that I've already had. So Yep. That's fantastic. Yep. And that's what I tell people to you just have to be authentic and be yourself. Don't worry yeah. about numbers. Just focus on putting out quality yeah. content and engagement is, is big. It is. It is. If you don't engage, you're not going to get what you're looking for as Absolutely. far as followers. And I'll have to say, you know, I'm, I'm over 10,000 now, but I had, I got my biggest brand deal when I was probably only around anywhere between three and 4,000 mm-hmm. followers. So, you know, I mean, that was the biggest paid brand deal I had. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it really doesn't matter how many followers it you doesn't. have. It's your engagement. Yeah. yeah. People want to see that you have all the comments and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. I mean, thank you again for coming by. I'm glad we finally thank, made this happen. Thank you for having me, Tracy. Thank I'm excited. You. And yeah. definitely we'll have to get together, go to the Hall on Franklin, do some different things. We and do. It's That's, been a while. Like I said, favorite place. It's such a vibe in there. All right. Well, we'll make it happen. <laughs> anyways guys thank you for listening to forking around town and don't forget a new episode comes out every friday on radioinfluence.com or wherever else you like to download your podcasts have a great weekend everybody
This is an MJ Morning Show podcast quick fix on Radio Influence. Fester, we got to fix the air conditioning. Folks, it is a freaking sauna in this room. It's killing me. I'm sweating. It's like I'm uh, on a Peloton for 35 minutes. <laughs> you know, I I have a small degree of sympathy for the engineers at Beasley right now because yeah. they've worked with a lot of professional broadcasters. Yeah. And I don't think they've seen anybody quite like you in a while, MJ. <laughs> oh, but, but, think, but wait a sec. Have I been mellow as hell? No, you've been great. You've been great. Yeah. But after the show, I've assumed the role of kind of middleman between you and management on the daily. And after the show, management always comes up and says, hey, anything you guys need? And I start belting out like 40 things. I'm like, yeah, we need new computers. We need new chairs. We need new air conditioning system. We need this. <laughs> And I think the engineers, he sent out a very tersely worded email whoa, last whoa, week. He's whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. You were the cause of the email? Of I course think I was. Fester was. Oh, my God. I so I, yeah, I saw the email. I'm like, whoa, where where this thing come from? I'm like a dreamboat. I'm like, uh, pe- people want to know. Pe- people are asking whether, you know, I've got some brain tumor. Travis is asking me whether uh, I'm. I'm a lobotomy. Uh, well, no, no. Travis is asking me whether. I have terminal like brain tumors or something, and I'm just I'm just being really really mellow and nice before I check out. So so wait, wait a minute. So Fester, you're making all these de- oh so in the email it talked about demands. Are you are you the one making demands, Fester, on my behalf? I'm not, I'm not making demands, but they're being received as demands. <laughs> I can only control how I say something. I can't control how they hear it. The MJ Morning Show podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, mjmorningshow.com, and radioinfluence.com.